Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of our homeland, Eretz Yisrael. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu, may God protect our brave soldiers. May He return all the hostages from Gaza immediately. And may He comfort all those who have lost family or friends in the attacks or the war after. This Parsha Perspectives in honor of Refuah Shalema of Rav Amitai Ben Shoshana and all those who need to experience a speedy and complete recovery. This week's Parsha Perspectives in loving memory of my grandmothers, Gito Bas Usher and Shoshana Bas Shalom, as well as my aunts, Chana Bas Yehuda, Leah Mincha Basak of Yasef, along with Eber ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yachmir the Neil ben Gedalia. May the souls be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Vayechi, and we complete the first book of the Torah, Sefer Bereshis. Our Parsha begins with Yaakov living the best 17 years of his life in Mitzrayim in Egypt. Towards the end of his life, he called Yasef to visit him. When Yosef arrived, Yaakov asked him to swear that he would bury him with his parents and grandparents in the land of Israel in Hebron, in the Ma'ar Samach Bela, the cave of the matriarchs and patriarchs. After he swore, Yaakov then blessed Yosef's two sons, Ephraim and Menashe, and elevated them to the status of his own sons and his tribe amongst the Jewish people. As his days numbered, Yaakov called his sons together one final time. He blesses each son and assigns them their role as a tribe amongst the Jewish nation. And at the age of 147 years old, Yaakov Inu passes away peacefully in Mitzrayim in Egypt. Yosef HaTzadik receives permission from Paro to bury his father in Israel and many senior Egyptian ministers accompany Yosef and his brothers as they took their father to his final resting place, the Ma'ars Machbela in Hebron, next to his parents and grandparents. At the end of the Parsha, Yosef also passes away in Egypt at 110 years old, but Moshe Rabbeinu takes his body out of Egypt as the Jewish nation is finally freed in the next book of the Torah, Sefer Shemais. However, a question comes to mind. The first words of our Parsha are Vayichi Yaakov, and Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt. But the word Vayichi, and he lived, is an interesting choice for the Torah to use when describing how many years Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim in Egypt. The Torah could have used a previous term, Vayeshev, and he settled, or Vayhi, and he was. Why does the Torah use the word Vayhi, and he lived, when stating how many years Yaakov Inu lived in the land of Egypt? The Abarbanel, Rav Yitzchak ben Rav Yehuda Abarbanel, gives an interesting answer. He writes that one may have thought that Yaakov Avinu would travel down to Egypt to see his son Yosef Atzadik, but not stay in Egypt for the rest of his life because of the impurity. And therefore the Torah uses the term Vayichi to indicate that Yaakov came to Egypt to see Yosef and then settled in Goshen for the rest of his life. However, the great Orachim HaKadosh, Rav Chaim ben Atar, a Moroccan commentary and Kabbalist, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He asks an interesting Question. The Pasuk uses Yaakov's original name Yaakov, but switches in the next Pasuk. The Parsha begins Vayichi Yaakov, and Yaakov lived, but the next Pasuk begins Vayikrivu Yemei Yisrael Lamus. And the time for Yisrael's passing came close. Why did the Torah switch and use Yaakov's other name in the next Pasuk? 
the Yerachim answers that Yaakov had two names representing the two levels within the Jewish people like they did within Yaakov Vinu himself. The name Yisrael denotes peace and tranquility, something that evaded Yaakov for most of his life. His name Yisrael was only used three times after Yosef was kidnapped and sold into slavery until they met again. Interestingly, even after he was told that Yosef is still alive, the Torah uses the name Yaakov because Yaakovinu did not believe his children. Only once they explained the story, only once they showed him the wagons that Yosef HaTzadik sent, the Torah writes, Vayoymer Yisrael, and Yisrael said, My son is still alive, let's go down to Egypt. Yisrael describes a serenity, a composure only felt when he was with his entire family in their home in the city of Goshen. As the final Pasuk of last week's Torah portion writes, Vayeshev Yisrael, and Yisrael settled in the land of Egypt in the city of Goshen. Conversely, the name Yaakov symbolizes chaos, distress, and fear, emotions all too familiar with Yaakov Avinu, whether spiritual or physical. Anxiety, worry, and a general uneasiness followed Yaakov Avinu for most of his life, from his brother Esav and his father-in-law Lavan, to his wife Rachel taking him from him too early, and their son Yosef Hasadik being kidnapped. His life was filled with hardship. His life was filled with pain. Yet, the Torah writes that he lived and thrived in spite of his misfortunes and difficulties. Even though he was at peace in Goshen with his family, the Torah chooses to use the name, to use the strength that he used to overcome the challenges he faced. Notwithstanding the troubles and obstacles he experienced, Yaakov Avinu established a family that gave birth to a nation. And their journey, filled with highs and lows, brought forth and yielded a people, a nation, that can succeed and prosper through the peaks, through the valleys of life. The Yorachim HaKadosh explains that the Torah chooses to use the name Yaakov when describing the best years of his life, for they led him to experience true peace and tranquility. Yes, the hardships he faced were difficult beyond comprehension, but it gave him the recognition of the ultimate serenity. And hence, Yaakov wished to share with his children when Mashiach, when the ultimate redemption would come, when they would experience the ultimate peace, the ultimate tranquility. Yet God would not allow him to remove our struggle and our ability to experience true godliness in its whole and divine form. And in my humble opinion, the Jewish nation has endured unimaginable pain and grief, leading to the unity and oneness that we are experiencing today. And now we are ready to exemplify our name, the B'nai Yisrael, the descendants of Yisrael, and experience the serenity of basking in God's great and holy glory and share His oneness with the world. In our daily life, it is imperative to realize that our greatest accomplishment would be the continuation of our families convictions, and beliefs. Our greatest source of pleasure will be our children following in our footsteps with trust and faith in God. Our highest achievements will not be the money in our account or the house we lived in, but the unity created. A family of unique as special people, bounded together by tradition, purpose, and belief. There's no greater blessing than our children not falling far from our tree, the godly tree of life. I will conclude with a powerful quote from Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, a blessed memory. To try, to fail, to fear, and yet keep on going, that is what it takes to be a leader. And that was Yaakov Vinu, the man who at the lowest ebbs of his life had the greatest visions of heaven of God.
Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.